King Wave Fox Beard Lock is acting very weird Captain Pike Cisco's wife Klingons and the afterlife Boimler Tendy's dog Ransom is very harsh Four Drive Black Alert Giorgio has gone berserk Teacher Bat left, Edward is an idiot, Fox is dead, Wolf is wed, Chekhov's wearing red. Cetus cat, Kempex cat, you have said enough of that. Beam me up, make it so, everybody let's go. We are Well, good evening, Trekkies and Trekkers around the globe. It is Monday, June 19, 2023. It is 7.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We will be live for the next hour. And we've got a great show. I'm really excited about the show. I've been waiting patiently to talk about Trek Long Island, and it's finally here. Our phone number is 646-668-2433. You're going to let your fingers do the walking and call Trek Talking right now because if you are at Trek Long Island and you have a story to tell, you want to share something that happened at the convention, just call and say hello. Uh, that's fine because if you do, if you call Trek Talking at 646-668-2433, I have in my hands a copy of Star Trek Strange New World Season 1 on Blu-ray that I will give you absolutely free. Now, if you're listening to this live, that's great. But if you're not, if you're listening to it at any other time, you can go to trektalking.com, and in the bottom right-hand corner, you'll see a talkback mic. Click on that mic and record a message for me and tell me your story about Trek Long Island, and I will still send you a Blu-ray copy of Star Trek Strange New World. So even if you're not listening live, you can still win, all right? So let's bear that in mind. So originally we were going to have um, Edwin and Rachel were going to be on with us, but unfortunately, due to scheduling issues, neither one of them could make it. But that's okay, because we have with us the one, the only Stephanie, who's responsible for this whole thing. How are you doing tonight, Stephanie? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for being responsible for such a heinous event. <clears throat> I know. It's terrible, isn't it? I know. <laughs> it's awful. And uh, we also have with us from Trek Untold, Matt. How are you doing tonight, Matt? Hey, Jim. Hey, Stephanie. Thanks for having me tonight, you guys. Oh, no problem. Hi. I, I wanted to start <laughs> off. Uh, I wanted to start off with saying how much I really appreciate Edwin and Rachel and all the work that they did. Um, I wanted to, to do this publicly. I was hoping that they would be here to hear their praises because I really, really think they deserve it. Um, if it wasn't for Edwin and Rachel, I probably wouldn't have known about Trek Long Island. We were standing online at Super Mega Fest, and uh, I hear this guy talking about the Star Trek convention, and he comes over and introduces himself. Um, I introduced myself. We started talking. Uh, he put me in touch with some other people, and before we knew it, we were just hanging out at the convention and chatting. Mm -hmm. We became friends, and boom, here I am at Trek Long Island, one of the best Star Trek conventions I've ever attended. And it wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for uh, Edwin 
and Rachel being as awesome as they are. So I wanted to go on record of publicly saying thank you so much to all the work that Edwin did and Rachel for Trek Long Island. So thank you so much, guys. And they were phenomenal. Like, that, seriously, I have to I, add really quick that they that what Edwin did, his life, he, his life was this. And it, it, it was impressive. He was, he was phenomenal and phenomenal. He, <clears throat> and Rachel, he, he impressed is me so much, my wife and I mm-hmm. and my daughter, Jamie, when we met him, that, uh, the energy uh, that he had for mm-hmm. the whole thing and the excitement yeah. that him and Rachel had, it was contagious. And yes. uh, I, I said to my wife, you know, we got to help this guy make this <laughs> convention. Because I, I didn't know Stephanie. I had only seen Rachel and Edwin at the convention. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, we, we got to help this guy to make this the biggest, best show that we can. Because the energy, <laughs> the love, the excitement, uh, it's something I haven't felt in a while. It's like yeah. a contagious drug. And we've got to do everything we can to help them. And so we had him on the podcast a couple of times and we went out and we did everything we could do to help you guys. So I just wanted Thank Edwin you. and Rachel both to know that. And I wanted to start off uh, <clears throat> before we talk to Stephanie, I wanted to talk with Matt a little bit um, because I've been to a lot of conventions, but I've never been, um, and I've run my own, but as Stephanie knows, running your own convention, you're not really, involved in the convention at all you have so many other no. things going on that you don't get to really be part of the convention because you're doing other things but uh this was really one of the first conventions you know edwin asked me to help and be involved in and i did a couple of panels and they were a blast but the first panel that i did was called um uh podcasters unite and it was upstairs in ballroom c for d I'm not sure. And so we all got up there, uh, the Sci-Fi Sisters, the big sci-fi show, uh, Women at Warp, Trek on Cold, and me for uh, Trek Talking. And we're all up there like, okay, we're united, but what are we united about? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so uh, Matt picked up the microphone and united us. And it was one of the, the best uh, panels I've ever been to because it was completely, it was like stand-up comedy. It was like all off the cuff. Uh, it, none of it was rehearsed. We had no idea what was going to happen until it happened. And it was just so, it was so much. Wouldn't you agree, Matt? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I also want to give a shout-out to Edwin and Rachel because uh, they were you know, really the heart of the con just as much as Stephanie, too. Uh, you know, everybody came together to put on an amazing show. And, uh, yeah, that, that first morning there, I was, I got to tell you, like, I was a little out of it. You know, I had a rough night's sleep. I was a little bit nervous about all the stuff I was going to be going on and the stuff I'd be doing at the convention. And then we get to the podcaster's panel, and I'm like, when are we starting? Anyone? No? No? And then, yeah, like you said, I just I, I jumped in, picked up a microphone, and had no idea what the heck I was doing. And uh, I'm, I'm very mm-hmm. thankful everybody played along with me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was yeah, definitely a lot of Giving a bunch of podcasters a microphone, there's, we weren't worried. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah, it was an easy podcast just because of that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it yeah, and everybody easy. had some great yeah, insight was... to talk about. Um, I, I really appreciate just the fact that everybody was willing to jump in and talk about different things. Because like I said, we had a lot of fun. We talked about our different shows. We talked about what we do, how we're fans. You know, it was a little bit of the best of both worlds. And I was also very appreciative, too, of the fact that, you know, um, not not to be too whatever about fandom or whatever, but, you know, we had a pretty mixed panel also. You know, we had women at work with us. We had sci-fi sisters. So it wasn't just a bunch of, like, white dudes with beards in a room talking about Star Trek. Like, we had different perspectives, different takes on things. And I think that was... 
really, you know, what the best thing is about that is we are all looking at Star Trek through a different lens, but we came together united under this fandom, and uh, it was it was a great time to be able to connect with everybody. It it was awesome, and we had a really diverse audience too. I mean, the room was full of people, yeah. and they were very interactive, which was great. It was it was so yeah, much made fun and better the energy. Well, yeah. truth, Trek is for everybody. Yep. Yeah, it was so much fun, and and starting at that moment, I knew. I said, "This is gonna, this is gonna be something special." Because if this is the first panel of the morning and people are just <laughs> getting out of bed and we're kind of tired and hungover from all the excitement, if this is what we do <laughs> at ten o'clock in the morning, uh, what is this convention gonna be like when it really gets rolling? And uh, I was not disappointed, <laughs> by a long <laughs> shot. Um, so I had fun. That was the first panel. <laughs> That's where it started. Was right there. And um, I don't think I got near the panel rooms. I was so busy. I was like all over the place. Like there are panels. No, I, it was it was so much fun. And I did a couple of other panels what? as well. And but that was the first one. And I was so grateful to meet all the other podcasters and uh, hang out in Podcaster Alley. And it was just a lot of fun. It was like I'd never uh, had a, been at a convention that had Podcaster Alley before. It was unique to, to Trek Long Island. Well, you guys, you guys are what, what's um, spreading the word for us. You are the. the it, it's like they see video killed the radio star. You killed everything. You guys are what's it right now. The podcasters are so important to and any fandom, and everybody should be on your shows. And that, I just, I just don't understand that. <laughs> Yeah, it it was it was fun, and I I liked meeting all the all the other podcasts, and it was a blast, and it started from there. My my wife uh, Karen, who won't come on the podcast because uh-huh. I don't know why she just doesn't want to come on the podcast <laughs> unless she pops in to yell at me for not taking out the garbage or letting out the dog <laughs> or something. Then she'll be on the podcast. But um, she usually mans our table, and we did a we did a panel on a Saturday night about Michael Burnham. Um, Starfleet captain, modern Starfleet captain, and the Sci-Fi Sisters showed up there. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, Stephanie, but it poured. It, the rain was coming down sideways. It was just. It did. Wow. <laughs> I remember yeah, it was, Wow. It was. Awesome. Where was I? And I, I remember, I remember saying to my wife, "No one's going to come to this panel. Look at this. The rain's coming down sideways. I mean, it." <laughs> It's terrible out there. No one's going to be here. <laughs> We're going to be here alone. So I'm up no. there, and a couple people came in. A couple more people came in. Sci-Fi Sisters came in. And before you knew it, the room was full of people. And we're talking about <laughs> Michael Burnham and Star Trek Discovery, <laughs> and it was it was a blast. I, it was so much fun. Um, I just can't tell you. But, um, but the entire convention, Stephanie, was like that. I got to tell you, every, <laughs> everywhere that I went, every panel that I, even if I wasn't running them, I, I bopped into a couple of other panels, all the people I ran into in the hallways, um, the actors that I bumped into in the hallways. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was just a feeling fandom in the air that was well, incredible. Like the fan fandom, like the family fandom, like that feeling that isn't that big convention where people are just rushing for here, rushing to there, but like this family feeling more, like this is our people. We are now together with a huge mega meetup of us. That's exactly, exactly what it was like. It was, it was like the mecca of Star Trek, right, all in one place. Mm-hmm. You know, 
everybody you, you could talk to anybody i talked to some lady yep. standing on the, on the stairs who was from houston texas <laughs> and we just we just started talking and you could talk to anybody that was there and you knew that yeah. they were there for star trek the in fact i usually don't hang around for the closing ceremonies uh, because mm-hmm. usually i'm just but I, Karen and I stayed. We wanted to stay to the end. <laughs> and I'm glad that we did because the the feeling, it was like a giant family gathering. Um, no, it was it so was, cool. Everybody was so excited. It was, it was so happy. Everybody smiles. Everybody's, oh, it's so, I love that. Everybody was just so happy. It was, it was awesome. You, you, you did a phenomenal job putting it together. <laughs> Thank you. Putting together, bringing together the people that you had all the volunteers that were there helping where the bathroom. Oh, my God, the volunteers. Well, let me tell you, the best of the best volunteers. I cannot believe how amazing my volunteers are, like all of them. It's phenomenal. I can't even say enough. You found you you had a great team, um, and I I can't say enough about it. Uh, The hotel was very nice. The layout was nice. It was it was mm-hmm. easy to get around. It flowed really good. You weren't crammed mm-hmm. into like this giant ballroom that was sweltering hot. There was plenty of places mm-hmm. to move around, um, and they had the air conditioning on, which was nice. Yes, um, yes. the highest good you know, that way. <laughs> especially when I'm wearing a rubber Klingon head, and uh, it was right. nice. <laughs> I didn't even recognize was, you. Was, I'm like, who are you? I didn't even recognize you. It's the funniest thing. <laughs> I grade my, my Comic-Cons and all my conventions by whether or not they have air conditioning, and Trek Kong Island gets a, a 10 stars out of 10 for having AC. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But you know what? I've, I've, I've taken up enough time. Matt, um, I would love to hear your impression of, of Trek Long Island and some of your experiences that you had. I was going to say, there. it stunk. I hated it. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Don't go. Don't waste your time. It's the worst. <laughs> Well, my job's done here. You guys already said it for me. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, it, it was a fun yeah, show. Yeah. No, it was really like I, as far as like Star Trek conventions go, I've only ever been to two, and Truck on the Island is one. So, you know, I, I'm not really bar- judging it from a perspective of Star Trek conventions. I'm kind of judging it from all the other conventions I've been to across the country. And uh, I think for the most part, like you know, one of the nice things about having smaller convention like Truck on the Island, as opposed to like one of the big ones in Vegas, let's say for Star Trek, is that it is more homey. So you basically get to have a little Star Trek fan family that you make during the time that you're there. You get to spend more quality time with the celebrities and the guests that are there. Uh, and you're not going to be spending an arm and a leg to have that experience, which is also really critical mm-hmm. to having a good time at any of these shows. So like, I really enjoyed the fact that, as we mentioned, I got to meet my fellow podcasters and content creators, mm-hmm. but I also got to meet a lot of my fans for the first time. And you know, for me, that's always something I'm a little bit self-conscious about because on my show, you don't really hear me that much. Uh, my show is very much about giving mm-hmm. a platform to my guests and kind of letting them do their thing and telling their stories. So, you know, I'm like, who even cares about what I have to say? But then meeting folks there and, like, finding out that I actually have fans who like the show and are listening to it. And, uh, you know, it's nice to hear nice things about yourself, I guess, is the easiest way to put it. But <laughs> it felt kind of gratifying to know that, like, people are out there listening to what you do and appreciating the efforts that you put into it. They love you. And they really love you. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice, yeah. And then just getting to spend the time with the, the celebrities and the guests and even the vendors, too. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't read a lot of those folks before. Like, I've interviewed Kavita Maharaj, the painter that you had there. Uh, oh, but I never got to meet her in person, so that was great to meet her. I had already interviewed mm-hmm. um, Raven Dauda and Pumas Lisa Tolle mm-hmm. and Bruce Horak. And, like, it was so cool meeting them face-to-face. And, you know, I remember when I interviewed them, I was like, hey, I want to meet you guys so I could take a photo. And lo and behold, <laughs> I got to take photos with all of them. 
I got to have Doug Jones play with my cheeks, which is a weird sentence, but anybody who's met Doug Jones knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. I got to interview Robin Curtis and Vajja Potenza, for, for crying out loud. I mean, it's really cool. <laughs> it's so much more nice and so much more intimate, and that's what makes Trekkle Island just a really fun time. <laughs> I feel oh, like my head's getting my, bigger. My, <laughs> <laughs> my, my, uh, my wife is not a uh, – she doesn't really like TOS. She's strictly mm-hmm. a TNG fan, but mm-hmm. she was walking down the hallway. I, I, she was looking for the food, and she was walking down mm-hmm. the hallway, mm-hmm. and she bumped. She actually bumped into Issa Briones. And, oh. um, yeah, they, Issa was walking down the hallway, and uh, my wife just bumped into her, didn't really even know who she was because she doesn't really, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, she she introduced her to my, my wife's like, hey, I I just met Data's daughter. She was totally, she was so excited. She had to run up and get a photo op and an autograph afterwards. <laughs> she, was so, she said she was so nice. Couldn't believe how young she was. I was oh, like, she's, she's younger than my son Jamie. <laughs> yeah, she That's what I'm talking about. You don't get that experience at like New York Comic Con. You don't get that experience in San Diego. You get that from the smaller shows yeah. like this. I mean, uh, there was a con I went to uh, quite some time ago where I was, like, trying to find, like, the event director, get some information about something, and I asked some dude, like, for help. It's like, you know, hey, do you know who this person mm-hmm. is or I can find this person? And he was like, yeah, he's right over there. And then I, I, my, my girlfriend turns to me after I, I get that answer, and she's like, that was Sean Astin. You know that, right? I was like, wait, what? That's the experience you get to have at these types of shows because you're not waiting in, like, a three-hour-long line mm-hmm. to spend 15 yeah. seconds at most for the celebrity. You're getting to spend mm-hmm. actual face-to-face time to make a real moment. Yeah. Well, and they care, you know, you know every single one cool. of those guests cared about talking to people. It's so cool. David Ajala came down uh, mm. to talk to the Sci-Fi Sisters, and I'm they sang Happy Birthday to him. And and mm. it was it was awesome. Everybody was singing Happy Birthday to him right in right there in Podcast Alley. Mm-hmm. And it Aww. was it was like it was so surreal <laughs> because you wouldn't see that at, you know, yeah. Rhode Island Comic Con or Trek Log Vegas. But you do see it yeah. there, and it was it was one of those moments that just happens, you know, mm-hmm. that you wouldn't get anywhere else. And these are and the kind of conventions nice where these it. actors are human, you know, these are human beings, yeah. and we're getting to know them. <clears throat> they're they're not afraid to walk around. They're not mm-hmm. afraid to mingle with the in the dealer's room and mm-hmm. walk around with the fans. They don't get mobbed, and you you can actually talk to them one on one as a person. Yeah. You know, like Matt said, without waiting online for three hours for 15 minutes, they're they're accessible, yeah. and that's that's what I think one of the things that sets Trek Long Island apart from a lot of these other conventions, you know, is the feeling of family. Mm-hmm. It's definitely nice, like walking through the entire two days that the event was, and like being able to see familiar faces. Like, you know, here's this person who I met at like 11:30 in the morning on Saturday. They walked by my booth, and I gave him a sticker. <laughs> But then I see him Sunday Aww. at, like, 3, and I'm like, hey, I know you. Like, I, I got to meet, like, one of my earliest social media followers that I recognize. I got to meet this guy named Marty. I got to meet uh, this wonderful uh, lady named Nursey who was there with her son, and I saw her a few times. So it's like you keep, you keep seeing these recurring characters that suddenly become, like, the con family. And it's just so fun. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and that's I, what I, want. I want the family the podcast. I had Stephanie on the podcast several times, but obviously mm-hmm. – you know, this is not a video podcast. It's audio only. <laughs> so I, I don't know Stephanie at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never <laughs> met her. 
And my wife and I were pulling into the convention, and we see Edwin and Rachel getting out of the car with Stephanie. And, and, and we, we ran over, and I gave her a big hug because I never met you until that day in person. But it's like I did know you. That was the thing. Like, yay, I know you. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great to meet everybody in person instead of just a voice on the other end of the microphone here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I will admit, I'm so it's just, weird seeing somebody in three dimensions as opposed to, like, seeing them in 2D on a Zoom screen. It's the weirdest thing to see somebody in real life. It's like the shape of your head. It, it, <laughs> yes, it is great, I'll tell you. And, um, and not only that, but the the programming. I want to talk a little bit about the, the mm-hmm. programming. Uh, Edwin had sent me a um, an early um, list of all the – programming that was going to be scheduled and i remember i I got back to edwin and i said edwin how are you possibly going to have all of this all of these programs running simultaneously with (laughs) the convention you've got enough programming here for two full conventions Mm -hmm. and i was like i I don't know how this is going to work but but it did it did yeah Uh, which is amazing because there was a science track there was a kid's mm-hmm. track. There, there was something, literally something at Trek Long Island for everybody. And, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, you hear that a lot, but in this case, it's 100% true. There was something there for everybody. And that's hard to do. That's a hard balance act yeah. to do, but you guys pulled it off. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you know, just the kid's track alone Oh, must have great. must have taken forever to to make yeah. happen, you know. Well, the kids' track, remember, it's more than just putting people together. I have to order supplies. We have to. It's so much more than just when everybody gets in a room. She has to get the people. I have to order the supplies. She's got to make the stuff. She's got to prep the stuff. Yeah, that Not that easy. was impressive. And then, of course, the science track as well. I mean. There literally was something for everybody. That's that's no pun. Mm-hmm. There was, and that that really sets Trek Long Island apart from other conventions for me because, you know, there's always panels. You know, I'm going up to Trek Conroga and I'll do a couple panels, and there's there's always panels, but mm-hmm. not to the extent that Trek Long Island does it. Mm-hmm. It's like an art form that you guys have elevated to a whole new level, <laughs> and it's impressive. It really impresses me that that you can do that and make it work. Congratulations. Well, that, you know, you got to understand the podcasters, you know, they, you guys, you have, you know, we're saying, okay, we want a couple of podcasters to do some panels. It's not like we're picking all the themes. You guys are. So we have all these different imaginations picking these um, topics. I mean, to have one person pick every single panel, it might be the, not the same old, same old, but it's, the same kind of ideas, but I have everybody with different ideas, different outlooks, and that's why it's so amazing. We include everybody. It's well, not just only about the one person. What What surprised me, um, I absolutely love Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. It is uh-huh. my favorite Star Trek movie, and I'll say it. I love it. It's campy. Uh-huh. It's fun. I love it. Okay? And so I said to Edwin, I would like to do a panel about Star Trek V because nobody talks about it other than they hate mm-hmm. it. And I want to do a panel and give some love to Star Trek V. If you think mm-hmm. that's something people would be interested in, if you don't, my feelings won't be hurt. I'll, I'll understand. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, absolutely. And he put me on a schedule. And I'm, I'm like, well, I don't know if anyone's going to show up. So 
Um, but it was back. <laughs> Dave, Dave from the Big Sci-Fi Podcast was staying at our hotel. And I asked him, I said, you know, I don't know if anyone's going to show up to this panel at all. And I said, I don't want to be there alone. And so he said, oh, I'll, I'll come up with you. We'll talk about Star Trek V. And I was blown away the entire – it was filled with people talking about <laughs> Star Trek V. And I was like, wow, I'm not alone. They wanted to get it out. <laughs> they wanted to get out. I'm not like, by myself anymore. There, there's <laughs> others that feel my pain. And but that's it was the fun just, thing. You've got to pick topics. Like, I feel like every convention is the same exact thing. You've got to pick these weird topics that nobody talks about. That's what people want to hear about. And and they did. Did you I, find a confession to on your show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah, so I, I have to confess that up until Trek Online, I had never hosted a single panel before ever, period, oh. in person. <laughs> so, yeah, for, for really? me to do Trek on Island, it's like, yeah, i never done it before. So that's what I mean. I was talking about, you know, coming in on on Saturday morning and, and basically taking the, the podcast panel and running with it. Uh, that was the last thing on my mind to do. Uh, and, you know, in the course of two days, I, I hosted four panels that, for the most part, had good attendance. Uh, you know, like I did the podcast panel. I got to do the main stage with Robin Curtis and Vajit Potenza, like I said. Um, but outside of that, I had a Trek Untold panel where I had I, – I brought some, some of my guests in virtually. I had Lisa Naff and Albie Selznick show up, and so I was doing now a virtual panel for the live audience. Uh, and then on Sunday, I also did a panel with uh, my friend Jonathan Alexandrados and Frank Wojo from Migo all about the choice uh-huh. of Star Trek. So I got to hang out with a lot of different people, meet a lot of different fans <laughs> from all different genres, and um, get a crash course in how to host and moderate a panel. So it was a challenge that I was very, uh, very excited to take on. And, uh, and I, 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 I didn't have anything thrown out my head when I was doing these panels, so I think I did an okay job. I, I, I saw you uh, on stage. Well, you were great. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it was the most nerve-wracking I, I, thing uh, ever. <laughs> I, I got to, I got to go up and, and uh, hang out with JG Hertzler, General Martok, and I so saw him up at the bar on Friday night. And uh, my wife and I went over to talk to him, and I said, JG, you know, are there any things you want to talk about? And we we went over, you know, some of the things we wanted to touch on. Uh-huh. And when the panel started, JG wasn't there. Oh, no. Oh, my God. What happened? He? <laughs> he, he, he went to the bathroom, and he wasn't there. And I'm standing on stage oh, no. with, with the batlet and no JG. It's like, uh-oh. <laughs> so we, I said, let, let's, call, let's call Martok. Let's get a Martok chant started so he can hear us. And everybody was saying, <laughs> Martok, Martok. And, and then he, he came in, and we started, and we had the batlet to raffle off. And we did that yeah. at the oh, end, that and the great. guy threw in a mech lift as well. Yeah. And we raised over $1,000, which was mind-boggling. I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, it and was so much just fun. so you know, I did contact a school. I found a school to donate the money to. Um, it's called the LaBelle School for the Blind, and they're, going, they're picking out some books for the curriculum, and I'm also going to um, order other books, and there are some books about uh, Star Trek books in Braille that I'm going to uh, be ordering for the school. Oh, that's very cool. I I was blown away at the generosity of the fans, uh, you know, to to bid and, and of course, um, what was it Klingon? What was the name of the place? Um, uh, I the Klingon I shop. It, the, Klingon the Klingon shop. shop. Yep, I want to give them. They're trying to be. They're trying to be at the convention next year. They're trying to come. I want to want to give them a shout out. 
Um, because they also donated a batlet <laughs> to JG himself as well, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Sure and uh, JG signed both the batlet and the Metcliffe to the to the winner, mm-hmm. which was cool. And I had seen JG at other conventions, and I knew that he sang Klingon songs. <laughs> and so I asked him uh, if he knew any Klingon songs, and he broke he broke down and sang the Klingon uh, blood oath song that he sang, and the whole crowd was clapping their hands and, and getting into the Martok song. It was so much fun, and uh, it was more fun than I ever thought it would have been. So thank you so much for that experience, <laughs> Stephanie. It was great. It was wild. I was able to see that panel. Most of them I wasn't able to get into, but I got that one. I saw that one. That was great. That was, that was fun. That was a lot of fun for sure. But um, so I happen, I have a little treat for you guys here. This is, uh, well, I'm just going to play it for you. No, that's, that's not the one. Where's, where's General Martok? I have a clip of him, and I, ha- I had it queued up, and that's not the one I wanted. Don't tell me the wife gave me the wrong one. Probably did. Always blame the wife, have, huh? It, it, well, <laughs> see, she's not here, so I can get away with that. <laughs> <laughs> there, here it is. Here it is. I, I have I have General Martok here. If you guys uh, weren't lucky enough to be at Trek Long Island and you never heard J.G. sing the Klingon Warrior song, <laughs> I have a treat for you right now because here it is. Okay, now we're going. This is the Klingon Warriors Anthem. I played the General Martok on Deep Space Nine. And this is how they go. Now, of course, that was at his table, but if you were at the panel, the whole crowd was clapping along as he sang that song, and it was a moment of moments. For an old Klingon fan, so you know, I think we, kapla. I think that we, mm-hmm. you know, Long Island was last year, and I think they got an idea of some of the excitement, some of the fun that happened, and what to expect at next year's convention. <laughs> and speaking of next year's mm-hmm. convention, so Stephanie, can you tell us anything? about next year's show? Well, we're going to have one. <laughs> it's going to be on May 31st um, to June 2nd, so three days. So our first day of the convention is going to just kind of be a half day. People can show up 5 o'clock, get their badges. I want to have, like, a, a nice reception at, where uh, people come, maybe champagne, hors d'oeuvres. We all get to sit and talk to each other. I may have been speaking to some guests who are talking about being at their reception. Um. And then some panels. I want, I'm going to have probably two panel rooms open and the main stage. So we'll do, like, the opening ceremony. We'll do have some pa- um, some panels going on. But it'll be like Trek Long Island Light on the Friday. And then the Saturday and Sunday, full go. That's where the um, real show goes. <clears throat> um, 
What else? Um, oh, um, we have somebody who we're calling uh, the Grand Negus of um, – what were we going with? The Grand Negus of what? Uh, the Grand Negus of content creation. So, so um, let me introduce to you Matt, our Grand Negus of content creation. He's going to be heading our podcast, YouTube, all the um, panels that will be running in uh, Panel Room B. He's your man if you're in a, in a podcast or YouTube or um, TikTok or make any sort of co um, content on the Internet. We want to bring everybody in. We don't want to limit it only to podcasts, but everybody, everybody makes some sort of content. So, yes, yeah, so Jim, I'm just gonna... let me know in advance. If you want a good spot for the podcasting table, just slip me some latinum later on. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get with Matt and see, see what we can work out here. You know, I do have a batliff laying around. <laughs> he wants latinum. Can I introduce some self-sealing stem bolts by any chance? <laughs> we might have some of those. <laughs> well, you know what? I think I got a few laying around here too. So you, you got to pay with latinum to be in the podcast room. Um, that's okay. Um, yeah, so I'm very grateful to be part of the show now and then helping out in that area. Yeah, it's going to be incredible, and uh, I think it's, you're going to be incredible because you, you act all like you know nervous, but inside you're not. <laughs> Deep inside is a Klingon warrior within, waiting to. You do are a, podcast. a Klingon warrior. You are. <laughs> <laughs> he just needs some Klingon blood wine to bring it out of him. Ooh, we'll get you blood wine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, so um, also you know uh, we're expanding the uh, – I'm sorry? You know, what, you know what is really special about the date that mm -hmm. you chose? It, what? I, it happens to fall June 1st is my 58th birthday. Oh, oh my God. And I will That's be spending it, it among know. my Star Trek family <laughs> – at Trek Long Island, <laughs> I can't think of a better place to turn 58 than at Trek Long Island with my Trek family. So I'm <laughs> really I love that. excited about that. <laughs> so we're going to get some birthday gach for you, and we'll have the uh, birthday pain sticks to whack you 58 times with. Oh, yes, yes, I, yes. You know, we'll do that on stage. Well, you, you, you have just created the first panel in the podcast room. Yes. <laughs> I think um, we might even do a, a birthday podcast or something. I. Uh, from the show, we're, we're, I'll, I'll make something happen. It'll be fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. That'd be so awesome. So I know a lot it of people are fun. asking for vendors. Vendors, we are going to have a bigger vendor room. Um, so I'm going to have in the vendor room that we had is going to be expanded, and I'm also going to have an artist alley that's going to be. Uh, if you were at the convention where the uh, where Doug Jones was and all those guys were, there's another room next to that, and we're going to use that room for all art. Uh, art vendors um so they'll filter into there we'll have more art vendors also in the uh main uh vendor hall so there'll be more vendors everybody asked about that and i will find a t-shirt vendor i keep getting people saying you need t-shirt vendor i'll get one gosh darn it i'll get one wow uh what else? i uh <laughs> yeah there are of course obviously there'll be there'll be authors there as well yes i already had somebody call me a new author that we didn't have this year um, but I'm not going to say anything yet. We're almost there. We'll soon. I'm going to say when – I'm going to announce our first guest the day that um, I announce that ticket sales. Ticket sales will begin on July 8th, and that's when I'm also going to announce the first guest. I do recommend if you know you're coming, get onto the, into the hotel block now, because if you were at the event last year, you know how many weddings were there. And we got really <laughs> locked out of the hotel because of the amount of weddings that were there. So if you're thinking about going, you're not sure, you might want to do it. 
It was insane. Yeah. And they told me, the hotel told me they normally have 16 weddings on a Saturday. So wow. they don't mess around. If you want to get in there, I already opened the hotel block. If you go onto the website, treklongisland.com, click on um, about hotel. It's all there. Get your hotel room soon. Uh, I want to fill it up with us because the more we, I can fill us up, then I can get more into the block before the um, weddings get them. Yeah, because that, that was the one thing. I, when we got there Friday mm-hmm. night, and it was like chaos. There was like people mm-hmm. like in tuxedo everywhere. It was like, wow, are they here for the Star Trek yeah. convention? What, what's yeah. going on? Yes. <laughs> I just thought it was a bunch of like Gary Sevens walking around. That's all. Yeah, it, it was. It was. It was very different. Um, but yeah, you definitely want to get a room as soon as you can. Don't wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't wait on Run, that. Don't wait. Because you can actually cancel the room. So if worse comes to worse, something happens, you can't come, you can cancel the room, but get those rooms now. Fill them up. I just don't want anybody to get stuck and not have a room again. Because we had so many people that, you know, couldn't come because they, they weren't able to travel from the next one hotel to another. So get that room. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> also, know, um, um, we're going to have... Mm-hmm. I wanted to tell you guys that the room rate that Stephanie got is excellent, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um I, I called. I would love to stay there, but I can't because I have to bring my dog, and they don't allow mm. animals. So I have to stay at a different hotel, fortunately. But I, mm. if you can stay there, if you're thinking about going, I highly recommend that you stay there and get your room reservation as soon as you know you're mm-hmm. going to go uh, because you won't be able to get a room. Mm-hmm. It, will, it will fill up that fast. It will. It will. It absolutely will fill up. Um, it, the website says you have to pay for parking, but that's not true. It's free parking. <clears throat> so you don't have to worry about that either. It's a very big yeah, parking. Right. It is free parking. Yeah. It's very big. <clears throat> yeah, there's plenty of parking. That was yeah, not a Yeah, it's huge. Issue. It's huge. The, the hotel is big. It's like a castle. It's yeah. huge. <laughs> but, uh, but I remember when I rolled up to that hotel and I was like, is this the Overlook Hotel from The Shining? It's like that big <laughs> and ominous and, and enormous looking. It's true because there's nothing and, around it. It's just a hotel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also cool. like the fact, Stephanie, that you had food available because a lot of conventions overlook mm-hmm. that. But They weren't uh, going to do that, but dogs, then the hotel contacted me. and yeah, It was nice that you could actually get something yeah. to eat and have to get in your car and drive somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The hotel had Which said to cool. me like a month before that, oh, we're not doing that anymore. But as everybody started getting hotel and the tickets and this, and they're getting all these phone calls from people trying to come to the convention, they can't get rooms. They called me like, you know, I think we're going to go back to having concession stands. That's why they did it, because the amount of people that they knew were coming to the convention, the amount of phone calls they got from people kind of like really begging for hotel rooms, that's why they did it. Yeah, I'm well, very happy I'm they did the food thing, though, because it was mm-hmm. good food, and they definitely needed it. Mm-hmm. It was much needed. Yeah, they did. Uh, very helpful. You didn't have to leave the con, because that's actually one of my concerns, mm-hmm. too, is, like, we're mm-hmm. in the middle of Long Island. There's not a ton of stuff yeah. within, like, walking distance, definitely. So, you not know, I don't want to leave. Right. But, yeah, definitely not walking distance. So, I, I was very happy that they had good, uh, food. And the food was really good, actually. The food was pretty nice there. I, mm-hmm. I was very, very happy with uh, what I was able to get. Yeah, high yeah. fancy schmancy. Really, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> And uh, we, so, we 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 um, we went to uh, Five Guys, mm-hmm. and we're at, we're at Five Guys, and I got to tell you this story. Uh, this woman walks in wearing a <laughs> Deep Space Niners baseball uniform, uh-huh. and I, I said to her, "I said, 
we, did you were you at Truck Long Island? She says, yeah. I said, that's that's a Niners uniform from Take Me Out to the Hollow Suites, right? She says, yeah. Most people don't know that. I said, yeah, because I was I there too. It. We got <laughs> to talking, and her name is Samoan, and she's from the Bronx. And uh, I just I just ran into her at some five guys somewhere around there. I don't know where I was. The GPS took me there, <laughs> and uh, there she was. And we just. We just had some burgers and talked about Star Trek. It was so awesome. <laughs> we like we were like a big bubble of Trek all around Hop Hog, New York. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's, that's the real at, Star at Trek con experience that you want to have. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was absolutely great. I can't I cannot say enough good about Trek Long Island and it reminds me of the conventions we used to go to like in the in the eighties and nineties mm-hmm. when we had yeah. Star Trek conventions, not Comic Cons, not these mass media events like we have today, yep. but strictly Star Trek conventions. Mm-hmm. And if you're a Star Trek fan, you don't want to go to like you know, um, you know, uh, Com- Rhode Island Comic Con or New York City Comic Con because you're not going to get your Trek fix like you will at Trek mm-hmm. Long Island. If you come to Trek Long Island, you can chat with Matt, you can chat with me. You can even chat with my wife. You can talk to Samoan, who's at Five Guys getting a burger. <laughs> um, you can you can talk to the lady on the stairs from Houston, Texas. Yeah. No matter who you talk to, they're going to be a member of the Star Trek uh-huh. family, and and that is incredible, in and of itself. All Trek all day. <laughs> it's it's an overload, and it's it's just it's yeah. euphoria. It really, really yes, is. That's work the word, yes. The it's like everybody <laughs> understood you. You know, you could say anything and everybody understood you. Yeah, it's like finally and, all the obscure Trek references you can make that all your friends look at you and they're like, Why are you, what do those words mean? What is that? Like, <laughs> finally, you're in a room where everybody knows what the heck you're talking about. It's so liberating, really. <laughs> it is. It really it, is. It is. It really is. And, and I was um, the love for Star Trek Discovery. Um, and I, I, mm-hmm. I said this on the podcast when we got back from Trek Long Island. For all the bad mouthing that you hear, and all the squeaky wheel hatred that you hear, um, <clears throat> none of that. I, I heard none of that mm-hmm. at Trek Long Island. I heard nothing yep. but praise and love for Doug Jones, for David Ajala, for for Discovery in general, um, yep. and disappointment at the fact that it was ending. Um, I saw a lot mm-hmm. of people in Discovery uh, uniforms from the first season. I uh, I was really really impressed by that. Really? Yeah, kind of going off on that actually. I met somebody uh, who came to my booth who knew me from my other channel as well. In fact, my other YouTube channel, <laughs> and uh, we were talking about stuff. And then he he went and started to talk to Strange New Pod, who was my neighbor at the event. And they're talking about Discovery, and he was like, "Oh well, you know, I don't really know if I like Disco. I really can't, can't get into it." And like, you know, this wasn't like you're talking to some rando, faceless person on the internet who just hates mm-hmm. Discovery because they want to hate all new Trek things. Uh, you know, this was like, you know, somebody who's willing to listen. I was like, you know what? All right, you make some good points. I'm going to give it a try. I don't know if I'll like it or not, but mm-hmm. I'm going to try it one more time. <laughs> and that's like, mm-hmm. you know, the nice thing too is that you can have differing opinions at a Trek event, but you're not going to mm-hmm. beat each other's throats. And mainly because you're talking face to face with someone. This is not a faceless individual yeah. who is can say whatever they want with no repercussions. Like, you're now speaking to a person in physically in front of you. And you're having an actual connection with that person. That's again, that's one of the great things about these types of events is like you get to have 
that legitimate connection to another person, to another fan, mm-hmm. and you're now receptive to each other's experiences and to each other's thoughts. And I think that's like where you forge those friendships and where you make those new thoughts and new connections. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just mm-hmm. a, a wonderful experience to have happen. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's easy to go on social media and say anything you want behind the safety of your screen and your keyboard. Mm-hmm. But in person, like you said, Matt, in person, it's a, it changes everything. And that's what Star Trek conventions were about when they first in the early days and in the, in the <laughs> early 80s. And this is what I think is coming back around again. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, these giant multimedia comic cons are great and they fill, they fill a, a void. But I mm-hmm. think what we really need are more Star Trek conventions, more conventions that spread the message of idic yeah. of diversity. That's what we need. Mm-hmm. We need people to come together <laughs> that agree that aren't just here because Star Trek is cool. I like the Klingons, the Borg are great. I love the spaceships. Yeah. You know, that's that's all great. That's icing on the cake. But the mm-hmm. underlying message to me is the idic and it, it's mm-hmm. acceptance. It's diversity. And that diversity yep. makes us stronger, not weaker. And I think that's what Trek Long Island teaches us. That's what it's all about. We can all come together from all different yep. walks of life. I'm up here in Vermont, way up here in the yeah. sticks. You know, I, <laughs> I ran into a lady from Houston. Um, Samoan, who's from the Bronx, mm-hmm. from everywhere, all walks of life, and we can come to a place where we all agree on something, mm-hmm. and that's special. Yeah, and I think at the core of every fandom, it's not necessarily the like of the art style or or this element or this character. I think the core of every fandom is ultimately community. And when you go yep. to one of those big conventions like SDCC or NYCC or Rhode Island, you're going to have a great time. But the one thing you're going to have a harder time doing is getting that sense of community. And when you come to something like Trek yeah. Long Island, you get that because you're face-to-face with your fellow <laughs> fan. You're talking to them. You're seeing the same faces again and again throughout the weekend. Uh, you know, that's what we're saying when we talk about having the, the con family. I mean, this is the experience that you had. You get to actually yeah. see the community and feel like you're actually part of the community, which you don't really get as much. You know, like it's, it's one thing to be mm-hmm. on Facebook writing to people in different groups or on Twitter or on Reddit, but that face-to-face time you get to spend with these people, that's like really it, it's so valuable. So many people need these real bonds, and there's so many people that lost the ability to communicate in the last few years, and having something like this, these people creating these new bonds with people, it's just, it's needed. For mental health alone, it's just needed. Especially after COVID, people need to socialize again. They need to meet other people Mm -hmm. face-to-face, and Trek Long Island gives you that. Yeah. It really does. And Mm -hmm. I'm so, it's so nice and refreshing to hang out with other people that, that feel like I feel, that, that, that enjoy what I enjoy and, and mm-hmm. you know, are just fans of Star Trek. It's so uplifting. Mm-hmm. Well, I that's why I picked it, I Star mean, Trek, remember. You know, the reason, <laughs> the reason I started this whole event was through a, a my library for the kind that was about diversity in books, and that's why I picked Star Trek, and that's where this all came from, and that's why I knew this would work. <clears throat> and and it worked. It worked in, <laughs> in ways that I, you probably never thought that it would. No, it's actually pretty phenomenal. I was like, you know, for like a week, I was on a cloud. Like, oh my god, I can't believe that happened. This is magic. It, it was it, something special. I when I didn't want to leave on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> we didn't have to leave. We could all just stayed. 
Yeah, originally. Who would they do? Um, yeah, well, there's where, more of us than our hotel employees. Exactly. We can, eat hotel, we can eat wedding food forever. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually wasn't going to stay on Sunday. We were going to drive home back mm-hmm. up here. And Edwin said, no, you have to stay. You have to stay for the closing ceremonies. And I was like, closing ceremonies? And so I said to my <laughs> wife, I said, Karen, Edwin, Edwin wants us to stay for the closing ceremony. So, you know, let's book the room for another night and we'll drive home uh-huh. on Monday instead. And I'm so glad that we did. You know, and I stayed for that because that those closing ceremonies were like, you know, bring a tear to your eye. It was <laughs> the emotion, the feeling of love, <laughs> the feeling of family was, was phenomenal in that room. Mm-hmm. People usually don't stay for closing ceremonies at events. You, you, well, we couldn't believe when we were standing on that stage. You're like, oh my goodness, everybody came. They're all here. It was really cool. <laughs> it, it was awesome. You 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 put together something very special, something very unique. And I urge, if you're listening to this, I urge that you you uh, get your tickets and get your room mm-hmm. and you head to Trek Long Island next year and help me, mm-hmm. Uncle Jim, celebrate my 58th birthday. <laughs> Come over the table and say hello to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the real reason again. It'll be fun. <laughs> it will be fun. And uh, I be. still have I still have the Strange New World Blu-ray season one set. You can let your fingers do the walking and call Trek Talking right now, 646-668-2433, and pick up a copy. And if you're listening to us in Australia or Japan or Germany and it's not live, you can go to trektalking.com. And click on the talk back mic in the bottom right-hand corner. Record a quick little message for us, and I will still send you a copy of Strange New Worlds on Blu-ray, even though you're not live. So a couple of ways for you guys to get a free copy of Strange New Worlds on Blu-ray. It's just my way of saying thank you and urging you <laughs> to attend Trek Long Island next year. So there you have it. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so, anything else that you can tease us with about? Next year's show, we've talked about the date. Well, I, it's going to be at the same hotel. <laughs> we know when the ticket sales are going to be. It's going to be a little well, bit bigger lo- than it was I, last I, I year. I can't announce guests yet, but I can say I am looking at a couple of DS9 guests. <clears throat> um, definitely, um, we're going to have a handful of Discovery guests. And uh, I am trying to get somebody from Lower Decks. Looks good. So fingers crossed. Everybody keep fingers crossed for me. Well, you say that. You know, also, um, being a Klingon, uh, <laughs> and particularly Discovery, hopefully, fingers crossed for Strange New World Season 3, Mary Chifo, <laughs> Laurel. I would love to do a panel <laughs> with her. She speaks real Klingon, and she sings <laughs> Klingon. Which, oh, my goodness. What more could you ask for? You could have a Klingon <laughs> concert. <laughs> I do know a wonderful Klingon opera singer, actually, or a Klingon singer. Maybe I'll have her come, well, too. I'll call her. There you go. There you go. We'll have a whole <laughs> She's Klingon, fantastic. Uh, we'll have a Klingon sidetrack. <laughs> Klingon karaoke. Klingon karaoke. You know, no karaoke. My, my, boyfriend's, my boyfriend's dream is for me to have a Klingon kick, uh, kick line. I'm like, we're not a Klingon kick line. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. I mean, I and think Trek on Island needs to set the Guinness World Record for a Klingon kick line. Oh my God! And that would be—I think I'd be the only one, wouldn't I? I don't know. <laughs> it, maybe it'll become a <laughs> yeah, thing. Like 
It would be a thing every year. Start a trend. <laughs> all, all the all the conventions would be fighting for the biggest kick line of Klingons. And, and, or a Klingon and we'll, conga line we'll across the, the entire hotel. <laughs> <laughs> well, one so, thing I so am doing, um, for, I want to mention the Q-Pass really, really quick. So we're going to have the Q-Pass again, but it is going to be a lot, lot cheaper. And I'm doing the dinner separate because I want everybody to have the opportunity to be at the dinner. So the dinner is at a lower price that's open to anybody just to buy the pass, the tickets for the dinner. <clears throat> oh, that's really good because my wife wanted to go to the dinner last yeah. year. And I was like, oh, well, we have to get this Q, the Q pass to, to do that. But, um, yeah, that's great because that means we can have yeah. a Podcasters Unite dinner. We can take over can. the dinner. <laughs> so, Stephanie, is there is there anybody mm-hmm. in particular that you would like to give a shout-out and a thank you to for helping make Trek Long Island as awesome as it was? I can't just say one person. Now Everybody is awesome. I can't do that. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> I know. I can't say just my wife was impressed with your boyfriend. My your boyfriend came oh, over. Oh, my boyfriend kicks butt. He can do everything. He is the best. I have the. He is the best. He was so my good. Wife's like, Karen's like, oh, I just met Stephanie's boyfriend. He's so cool. You got to go talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> he could do anything. He's a carpenter, so he could do anything. So he, him, like, him, and the the um the crew, his crew came for free. He got his guys in. They put up all the pipe and drape. They put everything together. They were so good. They saved our lives because who can do that? They, and then they came at the end, and they pulled everything apart. They're wonderful. Most of them aren't even Trekkies. They just wanted to help. <clears throat> wow, that's impressive. If that you need anything built, let me tell you, those guys are great. They, they, he's, a good, he's a keeper. <laughs> he, he, my, Kara was impressed with him, I'll tell you that. She's, you gotta go, you got to go talk lot. to that guy. <laughs> okay, I'll track him down. I'll find him. <laughs> That's so funny. How about you, Matt? Any anybody you want to do, to give a shout out to? Oh well, I definitely want to give a shout out to Stephanie for letting me be part of the show in 2023 and Aww. for being a bigger part of the show in 2024. And also, you got uh, a raise. Oh, oh, nice. Uh, and also to Edwin and Rachel. Yeah, also, also Edwin and Rachel, uh, you know, because I, I really, I think, yeah. ahead of the show, I didn't really get a chance to talk that much to you, Stephanie, just because of what, you know, what you guys were basically doing. Uh, so for the most part, my yeah. main point of contact was Edwin, and, uh, you know, he was a superstar also. Uh, he had to put out a lot of fires, I feel like. Um, you know, he, had, he had to deal with me, and you know what I was like to deal with. So, uh, you know, <laughs> no. hats off to him. So really, you know, hats off to the entire team behind the show, because, uh, you know, first-year shows are always difficult. They really are. But uh, yeah. I think by the end of it, I think everybody was really satisfied. I mean, I talked to a lot of the vendors. Uh, and a lot of celebrities, and they were all pretty happy with it, too. So it, it was just a great time, and uh, I'm excited to be a part of that great time in 2024. Yay, I'm excited yeah. to have you as part of that great time. <laughs> it's going to be bringing great. the content and, creator quadrant full force. And, and, and Matt, what's what's going on with Trek Untold? What's your, what's, uh, let's get some information out to our listeners about Trek Untold and what's going on with you. Sure, yeah. So for folks who don't know about Trek Untold, uh, that is a weekly interview series that I do. It's available on all major audio platforms as well as in video format on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And what I do is each week I talk to various people who contributed to the Star Trek universe. So that could be actors, whether it's main cast or character actors who appeared in one or two or more episodes of the show, writers, directors, BFX people, stunt performers, behind-the-scenes crew, and then the folks who are ancillary and outside of that, like comic book writers or artists or mm-hmm. musicians. I just recently had... 
uh, the Cushman brothers on, who are responsible for doing the Star Trek cutaway artwork that a lot of folks have had in their homes for years. Uh, I've spoken to a lot of main cast members. I've also spoken to a lot of the lesser known, if you will, not necessarily lesser known in a bad way, but folks who weren't you know, main crew members on Star Trek. And what we do each week is we talk about, well, of course, their contributions to the Star Trek universe, uh, as well as their personal and professional experiences outside of it, and basically paint a complete picture of who each of these people are. Uh, it's really cool. We get to hang out with these folks, hear some stories you've never heard before. That's, that's why it's called Trek Untold, because it's always the stories that you've never heard before because they've never been told before. Uh, it's every Thursday. You can check it out on YouTube.com <clears throat> slash at Trek Untold, or you can just search for it on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Podcasts, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. Do all the things. Look for Trek Untold. And likewise, too, you can follow me on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, and even TikTok, where I'm not really doing any Klingon dances just yet, but if I get enough followers, I just might. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on all those social media places at Trek Untold. Awesome. And I'm, I'm going to keep an eye out for the for the Trek dancing, though. <laughs> <laughs> I should mention, too, uh, this week on the show we're having uh, Bill Blair. And Bill Blair is one of those character actors I was talking about, and he actually holds Guinness World Record. And you'll forgive me for butchering what the actual record is for, but essentially his Guinness World Record is for portraying the most characters in makeup throughout his time working in the TV industry. So he's done, like, wow. over 200 characters in makeup, including Star Trek, including Babylon 5, and so many other things. I mean, the guy did a ton of Trek. Uh, and worked, you know, a lot with Michael Westmore, portraying a lot of aliens that we only saw once on screen. And a lot of those times, that was him under that makeup. So he's got some real interesting stories about working with Westmore, uh, wearing these bizarre costumes, and really giving out some amazing advice and, and tips and telling great stories about how the heck he survived underneath all those prosthetics. So that's going to be this Thursday. Wow. That, that sounds, that's that awesome. sounds impressive. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I just before, before that nice lady tells me that we're out of time, I just wanted to say thank you, Matt, for hanging out and uh, talking Trek Long Island with us and for, for helping us podcasters unite, actually. So thank you so much, Matt. Oh, well, thank you again, Jim. Really appreciate you uh, letting me be part of the show this week. Thank you so much. Oh, well, you're always welcome. The phone line is open every, every Thursday at 730, so feel free to call anytime you want and jump in the conversation. We always have a seat for you at our Trek table. Of course, uh, I appreciate that, we Captain. Could, we, oh, 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 she's yelling at me. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> of course, we wouldn't even be having this conversation if it wasn't for the awesome, the incredible, the stupendous <laughs> Stephanie who got this thing yeah. all rolling and got it all started. So thank you so much, Stephanie, for all the hard work and dedication that you put into Trek Long Island and many, many more to come, hopefully. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, better be. I hope so. I want, we got to sell out this year because we want a bigger location because we want more, right? Let's we want this, more. Guys. More. And I think I've already said it before, but uh, thank you so much to Edwin and Rachel because I think it was their energy mm-hmm. and their, their love, their commitment, their drive was contagious. Yes. And I think that really, really drove me towards Trek Long Island. So once again, thank you to Edwin <laughs> and Stephanie for everything that they did. And with that, guys, it's another show has come and gone. So thank you so much. Tune in on Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time, we'll be talking about Star Trek, Strange New World, The Broken Circle. We're a week behind because a lot of our listeners are listening, are, are watching Star Trek after Thursday night, so we're a week mm-hmm. behind. We also have our Star Trek birthdays for you, some Star Trek news, and lots of fun. So check us out on Thursday night. I'm your most excellent host, Uncle Jim, saying please, everybody, stay safe and be good to each other. 
Exhaling frequencies are closed. Good night, everybody. Let's see what's out there. Engage. <laughs>